Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. I'm Joy Dooling, and you are listening to the Joy of Membership podcast. This podcast is for membership leaders. So we talk about strategies for attracting, engaging, and retaining members. But that's not entirely the focus of the show, because let's be honest here, there is no shortage of advice out there on best practices in membership. What we need to talk about is how to actually make those things possible in the real world, how to be absolutely sure that growth practices are going to stick, how to make those things easier, more consistent, and even automatic in some cases. Sound good? Then stick around because we're about to jump into it. Joy here, host of the Joy of Membership podcast. I'm so glad you're here for this week's episode because we need to talk about an important topic. For a moment, just imagine that you are standing in front of a crowded room of people. Hey, everyone, could I have your attention for a moment? You ask, speaking into the podium's microphone and tapping lightly on the end. Tap, tap, tap. The room hushes for a moment and you continue. Who here likes pizza, you ask. Some audible yum noises bubble up from the crowd, and soon you notice people sprinkled in all around the room who raise their hands and look toward you with curiosity on their faces. Okay, thanks, you say into the microphone, and you turn and walk away. That would be weird, right? I'll bet you can't even imagine yourself ever doing something like that in real life. Yet membership organizations do this sort of thing all the time. Someone comes to your website, they fill out a form, and nothing really happens. Someone comes as a guest to a meeting, and nothing really happens. Someone gets referred by a friend, and nothing really happens. Okay, sure, they probably get an email follow-up that delivers whatever it was that they had requested. Perhaps they got some information about the organization, an answer to a question, a thanks for coming, or they get added to the general mailing list. But quite often, there's simply nothing strategic that happens. It's like asking, who likes pizza? And then walking away from the microphone. So if that's not what we want to do, what should we do instead? I'd like to share a few thoughts with you now on this. But I'll also tell you that we're going to be talking about exactly this on Thursday at noon central during a live training. I'm bringing back Leona Scott from episode 51. Leona runs JEP Marketing Communications in North Texas, and she's been working with professional and trade associations for many years, focusing primarily on using content to build membership value. Leona is going to frame out exactly what she recommends putting into each message of a five email nurture campaign, while I show how we create that automated follow-up sequence inside Journey Care. Now, rule number one for me in constructing a nurture campaign is that you don't spend the entire time talking about yourself. 
I think I've used the analogy of a bad date before on this podcast. If you were to go on a date with someone and they go on and on and on about how wonderful they are because they're trying to impress you, how quickly do you start to get annoyed and tune out? Your nurture campaign is not about how terrific you are. Instead, it's about creating a connection and learning where there are common interests and areas of alignment. If we go back to the who likes pizza story from earlier, when you have a well-constructed nurture campaign in place, it's more like asking who likes pizza and following up with awesome. Let's gather over here in this corner because I have some pizza related information that you're going to love. Then as people respond and begin to gather, you're mixing and mingling and you're asking things like, oh, what kind of pizza do you like? Do you have a favorite style of crust? Have you tried that new pizza restaurant on the east side of town? And then when someone's mouth is absolutely watering from the idea of pizza, you've created the perfect opportunity to share that your pizza connoisseurs club just added a monthly members-only feature where top pizza chefs from around the world are sharing their secret recipes with members. The whole idea behind a nurture campaign is that you're gently leaning into a conversation with someone who has shown interest. You're showing interest in them in return. You're finding out about their specific preferences and problems, then you're presenting naturally something that fits within that conversation. Now, if it doesn't feel like a natural progression of conversation, then something is amiss and we need to step back and look at what's happening. Rule number two for me in constructing a nurture campaign is that a nurture campaign is not your regular email content. Yes, If your prospective member would be interested in your normal weekly email, you can certainly offer and send that to them. However, typically, your normal newsletter content is being sent to people who are at all different stages of their experience with you. So it's not written strategically from the perspective of what people need to hear that are early in their relationship with you. Keeping in mind that the folks who are in this nurture campaign are in the contemplation stage can be very helpful as you think about what should go into your communication with them. Now, rule number three is that you don't have to be limited to just emails in your nurture campaign. You might consider having texts or phone calls or an ambassador reach out. The most important part of constructing a nurture campaign is that you think about the needs of the prospective member who has raised their hand to say, I like pizza, and then you come up with a response that feels like you care about connecting with them around your mutual love of a good pizza pie. And then I have just one more thought to share about nurture campaigns. This one isn't really a rule, but rather it's something to simply keep in mind. Nurture campaigns actually are not something that you do exclusively at the front end of a relationship with a prospective member. A nurture campaign can be inserted anywhere in a stakeholder's experience where it would behoove you to be intentional about connecting with people, especially if they are on the cusp of a decision or transitional moment. These could be donors, sponsors, event attendees, volunteers, etc. 
But the easiest place to start is with a nurture campaign constructed for people who have downloaded a lead magnet or otherwise have had their first contact with your organization. But once you've mastered what the nurture campaign looks like there, you can easily apply the same thinking to other aspects of your experience design. Now, on Thursday, when we do the live training, I'm going to show how email sequences can be constructed in journey care. But you're going to see that there are all sorts of things that you can build into those nurture sequences. Things like phone calls and Facebook messages and pre-recorded voicemails and task assignments. You can build really beautiful nurture campaigns. So I look forward to sharing that with you and hope that you will join me on Thursday for that. If you have not yet registered for the training series, you can do that by going to journeycare.app, not .com, it's .app, journeycare.app slash training. There's a really simple, straightforward registration on that page, and that will get you all signed up for the series. That brings us to a wrap on this week's episode. I'll be back here next week on Tuesday, sharing a conversation with you that I had a while back with Robbie Samuels about networking. Robbie has a great analogy for networking involving bagels and croissants. So I guess if you didn't get enough carbs from all the pizza talk in this episode, you could come back next week for bagels and croissants. For those of you coming to Thursday's live training, I will see you there. In the meantime, take care. Hey there, you made it all the way to the end. Bravo to you. I'm back in just one last time to remind you that there's a free one-page PDF available over at the website that shows you more than 20 ways that technology could be supporting your efforts to attract, engage, and retain more members. It's actually broken down into the stages of the member journey, so you'll know exactly where each piece fits. And everything that's on that one pager can actually be automatically done for you with software that costs less than $1,000 per year. So if you haven't already grabbed it, you can get your copy at joyofmembership.com slash tech. Joyofmembership.com slash tech. T-E-C-H. Have a great week and I'll see you next time.